Slava Jesus Christu, Slava Navike, Glory be to Jesus Christ, Glory be forever. This is Father Basil Malovany again, doing another podcast on this Sunday, uh, the eighth Sunday after Pentecost in our tradition. And it's a mostly cloudy day where I live, very overcast, but not too bad actually. As you know, I've been talking about uh, the deadly sins, um, those vices that keep us from doing God's will in our lives and really cloud our souls and keep us from the heavenly glory. And today it's going to be um, a different one that you probably never heard before and it's called dejection the vice of dejection versus the virtue of joy so I'm just going to read a little bit here from this website I found that talks about what this is all about so this um, just listen up here The demon of dejection obscures the soul's capacity for spiritual contemplation and keeps it from all good works. He prevents us from praying gladly, from reading scripture with profit and perseverance, and from being gentle and compassionate towards our brethren. Just as moth devours devours clothing and a worm devours wood, so dejection devours a man's soul. It persuades him to shun every helpful encounter and stops him accepting advice from his true friends or giving them a courteous and peaceful reply. A man can be harmed by only th- by only through the cause of, of the passions which lie within himself. The soul's health is achieved not by a man separating himself from his fellows, but by his living his ascetic life in the company of holy men. The only form of dejection we should cultivate is the sorrow which goes with repentance for sin and is accompanied by hope in God. Godly sorrow nourishes the soul through the hope engendered by repentance and it is mingled with joy. That is why it makes us obedient and eager for every good work. It can be healed by prayer, hope in God, meditation on Holy Scripture, and by living with godly people. So, in my understanding then, dejection is basically you're giving up hope of being saved. You're giving up hope that you're going to be in the heavenly kingdom. Uh, you're, you basically don't care you basically are are um, so full of despair, so full of of uh, sadness, so full of um, uh, just an uh, uh, uncomfortable feeling where you. Uh, you know that God exists, 
you know that God is there, but you just have this wrong understanding of God and you feel that God is not going to save you. You feel that you're not worthy to be saved from God. Now all these things are are the vice of dejection. And because you are not feeling right because you are not feeling up to prayer not feeling up to giving um, giving yourself totally to God you don't, you just feel like, well, nothing really matters anymore. You know, and that's, that's a, a sin that is very, very, a sin that's, that can hurt our soul. You know, that sin of dejection that you're so, um, <clears throat> You are so hopeless. You feel so hopeless that there is no hope anymore. That there is no hope in saving our souls. There's no hope in changing this world. There's no hope in, in, in anything that God has given to us on this earth. And that's, that's the sin of dejection. And I think it's easy to fall into this trap of this sin because we look around the world today and we feel like, well, there's no hope for God's church. There's no hope. The churches are empty. The people don't care about God anymore. There's so much uh, sin in this world. There's so much violence, so much disease, so much illness. We just can't, we can't comprehend how anything good is going to come out of this. And that's, that's another thing. We, we, we don't, the feeling of dejection is we don't have any understanding how God can make something good come of, come, come out of evil. We just think that evil is going to win the day. But the opposite of this is joy. The opposite of this means that we are going to have hope in Christ in everyday activities. When we look at a sad situation, when we look at a situation that seems hopeless, the, the feeling of joy means that we know that God is going to, God is going to make something good happen out of this. That the goodness of God is the most powerful aspect of this world. That the goodness of God is always going to be, always going to be the one that rules over everything else. And, and that's, that's how we can get out of the sin of dejection. 
you know, that we understand God is all powerful. We understand that God is all love and all hope and merciful. So I think, I think we need to reflect upon this, this deadly sin of dejection because it's so easy to fall into this trap and say, well, God doesn't care about me and God doesn't care about this world. God is just letting this world go to hell. He's not actually. <laughs> we are the ones that are by our decisions are, are destroying God's beautiful creation and destroying ourselves in the process. God has given us free will. And we have to use that freedom of our will to make good decisions in our life. If we don't make good decisions, it's not God's fault. He gave us a conscience. He gave us a brain to use to make sure that we do not do evil in this world, that we do good. Okay. So we can't say that God is to blame for what's happening around us. We are the ones that are doing it ourselves. Okay. Humankind. So, um, just to reflect upon, uh, this deadly sin of, uh, dejection and to overcome it with the virtue of joy. So to be a joy, to, to have a joyous heart means that we see God in everything we do. To have a joyous heart means that we are going to be, we are going to understand that God is going to make the world the best that it can be if we let our wills be directed by him. Joy means we understand that no matter how much there is suffering in this world, how much we suffer ourselves, how much our friends and family suffer, we know God has a plan for us. We know that this suffering is not going to last forever. We know that the heavenly kingdom Await, awaits for those who follow God's will in our lives. So all those things we can bring joy to us. You know, the little things in this world, of course, bring us joy. You see our children, our spouses, our family, those friends who, you know, uh, that, that bring us life, that bring us happiness. You know, we might have hobbies. We might have, um, you know, we like to watch sports. I like to watch sports. I love sports just to see competition, you know, professional sports, any sport. I just love to see it, to watch people compete. Um, you know, the, those things bring joy to us or, or a good meal or, I know, um, just talking with friends or this seeing the beautiful nature that God created for us. You know, when we go and, and, you know, every country probably in the world has, 
has something that's beautiful that's created by God. Mountains and valleys and hills and and uh, trees and forests, animals, all were created by God, you know. So we could see, we could find joy in that. But I think this joy that we're talking about to, um, to counter the sin of dejection is this, that hope that we know that God is who he is, who he says he is, and that God's promises are going to be fulfilled, just like in the Old Testament, when God promised Abraham that he is going to be the father of, of the Jewish nation. God's promise was fulfilled when God promised Moses that the people he led out of, his, uh, out of Egypt would f- see the promised land. That promise was fulfilled. And, uh, you know, the, the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, all those Old Testament prophets were, were prophesying about the promise for Israel that they would see the Redeemer, the Savior of the world, that the Savior would come from the, the root of Jesse, you know, from David's, uh, uh, the ancestor of David, King David. And all these prophets, all these things were fulfilled because God always keeps his promises for us. So if God told us that we are going to have eternal salvation in heaven, if we follow his will, if we follow the commandments, if we follow uh, the, the church's teachings, then it's got to happen because God is truth. God is entirely love and and truth and mercy. So whatever God has promised will come will become reality. Okay, it's going to become reality. So I think that's how we can overcome this um, this sin of dejection is to have that joy in our hearts to know that God is going to is going to be true to his word and and as as I said during this um, when I introduced this topic today and I read this little blurb um, we have to we have to always be around people who have joy and hope who are prayerful, who meditate upon scripture, who um, are not uh, who are not influenced by this sinful world of of you know dejection and and thinking that the whole world is is this evil that the whole world is 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 being destroyed and, and that we are, have no hope in heaven. We can't think that way. We just can't think that way. That's not how a Christian thinks. All right. So that's my little topic today about the 
sin of dejection and the virtue of joy.